Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. Come on. We're taking possession of God's plan for our lives. We're taking possession of God's purpose and provision for our lives in 2022. That's what we're doing. That's our theme for 2022 is taking possession. We're owning it. We're, we're enjoying it. We're experiencing it. We're moving forward in it. We're not allowing the enemy to tamper with it anymore. We are standing up on the reality of what Christ did for us. We're walking. We're living in Him. We're moving and having our being in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. This is what we're doing in 2022 in case you're wondering. We are taking possession of all that God has given us through His Son. We're not looking back. Passes behind us. We're not looking back. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Hallelujah. We learned last week that the Bible is actually God's last will and testament. (laughs) Talking about taking possession, we're talking about walking in our inheritance. God has given you an inheritance in Christ. And it is, it is for you today. You will see this terminology in the Scriptures, especially in the New Testament, about being heirs with Christ, co-heirs with Christ, being an heir of God, our inheritance. Our inheritance is all that the Father did for us through His Son. That includes freedom from sin. That includes a healthy body and mind. That includes a prosperous financial life. These, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and sometimes people hear this, they get a little upset. They say, you shouldn't be saying those things. But it is the gospel. It's because they've heard the wrong things. They, they, their thinking isn't lined up with the reality of this new covenant. I'm willing to let go of anything I currently believe if, if I see in the Scriptures, in the person and ministry of Christ, that what I'm currently believing doesn't line up with Him. Been going through that process for uh, at least three decades now. And I'll continue, right? But what I'm talking to you about, this fullness of the gospel, these are the ABCs of the gospel. How is it that the ABCs of the gospel have been hid? Because of man's religious tradition. It's time to take the blinders off and know Christ as he is. Hallelujah. Are we doing okay? Is it too hot in here? Come on. Hallelujah. So the Bible is God's will and testament that reveals to us our inheritance. you got to have a hard copy Bible, man. You, you really do. You need this book more than you need your next meal, your next 20 meals. You just need this book because in this book is your life. In this book, your destiny will be revealed. All right? It's amazing what the Holy Spirit will do in your life when you put your faith in Christ and you open His book and begin to read it by faith, not by legalism. Right? It's amazing how He sets you free. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. 
our inheritance, all that the Father has done for us through His Son, all He's given to us through His Son, it belongs to every believer, but not every believer is possessing it. Something can belong to you, but you may not be enjoying it. You may not be possessing it. We gave the example of last week. Please listen to part one. Just go to our website. It's free. Click highwaychurch.us, highwaychurch.us, and go to the media page. And scroll down to our podcasts, and you can listen to last week's message on whatever platform you want. All right? But please listen to part one. We're not going to review a whole lot. There is a whole lot in part one. We're not going back. we got more to cover. Okay? Hallelujah. And we said last week in part one, it could be like a, a distant relative that you have never met who, uh, who passes and leaves you their estate. Well, that estate might belong to you now legally, but unless you hear about it, unless someone tells you about your inheritance, you're not going to enjoy it. Someone has to locate you. Someone has to make contact with you. And someone has to tell you about the estate you've been given. Until that happens, you're not going to even know about it. You're not going to, certainly not going to know where it is. You're not going to be able to move into it. You're not going to be able to experience all of the benefits of it until you hear about it. Okay? So in order to possess our inheritance, we have to hear about it. You're going to hear about it today. You've already been hearing about it today. All right? You have to hear about it. You have to hear about who Jesus really is, not what religion says. You've got to heal about, hear about the risen Christ and all that he did for you through his ministry, through his, his scourging and his crucifixion and his resurrection. You've got to hear about those things or you're never going to move in and enjoy them. You're never going to, come on, are you moved into the finished work of Christ? Are you living in it and experiencing it? It's time. We don't need another tick of the clock to go by. It's time for you to experience the fullness of the gospel. It's time for you to experience the finished work of Christ. It's for you today. It's for you today. So you've got to hear about who Jesus is what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. And that's our specialty at Highway. Those three things, who Jesus is, what He's done for us, and who we are in Him. All right? You've got to hear about those things. But after you hear it, you have to believe it. (laughs) Right? If I, if I hang up on the personal, personal representative who calls me to tell me about my inheritance from my distant relative, if I hang up on them, I'm not going to enjoy it, right? At some point, I'm certainly going to investigate. I want to make sure it's not a scam, right? But I've got I've to hear it, and, and you certainly want to research the Scriptures. Don't just take what I say or anybody else says as gospel truth. It may not be. I might be a cuckoo from some other planet. I don't know. You've got to know the Word for yourself. You've got to get into the Gospels for yourself, right? But when I hear the Word of God, I've got to believe it. If I balk at it, if I disqualify myself and say that's not for me, I'm not going to enjoy it. So I've got to hear about it, I've got to believe it, and I've got to act on it. 
Hallelujah. That's a wonderful thing. I hear about it. I believe it. And I act on it. That's what we're doing in 2022. We're hearing it. We're believing it. We're acting on it. What are we doing in 22? We're hearing it. We're believing it. We're acting on it. What are we doing in 2022? We're hearing the Word of God. We're believing it. And we're acting on it. I mean, I'm going to read you some stuff today that's just going to blow your mind. It's right from the Scripture, from Jesus Himself. Hallelujah. Now, God has revealed to us His will and testament in two ways in the Bible. God has revealed to us our inheritance in two ways. Number one, through His Son. Okay? And you'll find eyewitness accounts of the person and ministry of Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, the first five books of the New Testament. The second way, this is still review, the second way that God has revealed to us our inheritance is through the promises recorded in the Bible. You should be a promise expert from the scriptures. You should know the promises. And well, I, I, there's so many, I don't even, I don't know them all, but I'm doing my best to learn them. There are, I've, I haven't counted them, thousands upon thousands, I'm sure. But you need to know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You need to know that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Where are those two at in the Bible? Anybody know? Did I just make them up? Philippians, yeah, absolutely. You look and see, you find them, okay? So you need to know the promises, and because of what Jesus did, every promise that God has made from Genesis to Revelation, no matter how many, are yes to every believer. They belong to every believer. Not every believer is experiencing them because they haven't heard what you're hearing. But I'm telling you, every promise is yes and amen to you because of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Where's that scripture at? Remember, remember, remember from last week? 2 Corinthians 1.20, right? For no matter how many promises God has made, right? They are yes and amen, yes and amen, yes in Christ Jesus, and by us the amen is spoken. Hallelujah. So as we renew our minds to the person and ministry of Christ, not religious tradition, but to the person and ministry of Christ that's recorded here in the Scriptures, not our own version of it, as we renew our minds to, to the person and ministry of Jesus and to the promises of God, we, we come to a point where we begin living it. It becomes real to us. It won't happen in a day. You've got to be in the Word. You've got to hear the Word. And you've got to keep it in your mind like Jesus said. Do this in remembrance. Keep your mind stayed on what I've said and what I've done for you. And as you keep your mind stayed on it, there will come a point in your life where it becomes real to you and you'll begin walking on it. You'll begin living in it. You'll begin experiencing it. We want to bring you there. Hallelujah, and there, and there are depths of that, right? You, maybe I've experienced forgiveness of sins, but I haven't experienced healing. Or maybe I experienced healing, but I haven't experienced uh, freedom from stress or anxiety or, or and any number. There's any number. God wants you whole. We're taking possession of the wholeness that Christ purchased for us in 2022. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, 
in, in a last will and testament, when someone is, has given an inheritance, there are three parties involved, okay? One is the testator. In other words, the person who makes a list of all of their assets, of all of their valuables and property, and, and who they're going to give them to. That's the, that would be God the Father and Jesus, right? The testator, the second party involved in a last will and testament is the personal representative of the testator. And that is the person who is responsible for uh, contacting the beneficiaries and distributing the inheritance. Okay? You've got the testator, you've got the personal representative, and then, of course, you have the beneficiaries. Those are the people that are the recipients of all of the assets and valuables and property that are in the will of the testator. Well, Jesus is the testator in our inheritance. Let's look at what he said in John 14, 26. John 14, 26 in the Amplified. We doing okay? Need to turn up the heat a little bit? How are we doing? John 14, 26. Jesus is the testator. He's made a list of all his valuables and property and, and of our inheritance. Look at John 14, 26, verse 27. Peace, that's irene in the Greek, was used as the equivalent by the Hebrews of shalom, which is untroubled, undisturbed well-being. I want to de-religify that word for you. Hallelujah. Peace means untroubled, undisturbed well-being. Wholeness. Prosperity. Every time you read that word, know that. Untroubled, undisturbed well-being, wholeness, and prosperity I leave with you. That's what it means. Are we okay with that? It's good to know what the Bible means and not have some kind of vague, you know, idea that's been taught to me through a religious tradition. Untroubled, undisturbed well-being, wholeness and prosperity I leave with you. My own well-being and prosperity I now give and bequeath to you. My own wholeness I give to you, the testator. My own well-being I give to you. My own prosperity I give to you. That's what the word means. I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. How does the world give? With strings attached. Right? They want to give you something and then later on, pull a string to get something from you. God doesn't do that. When he gives it to you, it's yours. No matter what you do, it's yours. That's how love gives. Gives, it's yours. Doesn't pull any strings. Do not let your hearts be troubled. So we see that it's up to us if our heart is troubled or not, right? Not up to God. He's given you authority over your own heart and mind. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So it's up to us if we're afraid or not. Not what's going on around us, 
You can have two people in the same situation respond very differently. One gets afraid, another one gets tough. Another one stands up and takes authority. You're the one who's tough. You're the one who stands up and takes authority. Why? Because all authority in heaven and earth has been given to you through Jesus Christ. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Look at this. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. My own peace, my own well-being, my own wholeness, I now give and bequeath to you. So Jesus has given us his own well-being. He's given us his own peace. He's the testator. Who's the personal representative? Who is the one responsible for contacting and distributing our inheritance? Do you know? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the personal representative of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is responsible for distributing our inheritance. He is the agent of God in the earth. Now, we, we say, Jesus said, you know, two or three gather uh, together, there I am in their midst, in the person of the Holy Spirit. You understand that? The person of Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Christ lives in us in the person of the Holy Spirit. This is the age of the Holy Spirit. He shouldn't be foreign to you. It's not strange to talk about him. He's the personal representative of Christ. He's the agent of God. He's representing God in the earth. Well, he is God, but you understand what I'm saying. We have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. This is the time of the Holy Spirit. This is the age. He's been waiting to come to to make your spirit new. And that happens when you receive Christ, right? Any person, no matter what they've done, if they confess Jesus as Lord and believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, their spirit is made new by the personal representative of Christ, by the agent of God, the Holy Spirit. All right? He was the one hovering over the darkness in Genesis. He's waiting to act on what the testator has written. Okay? He's a per- Let's look at this in John 16. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the testator. He said, my own well-being, my own wholeness, my own prosperity, I now give and bequeath to you. And it's the Holy Spirit's responsibility to distribute that to his beneficiaries. And boy, has he done it perfectly. John 16, 13 through 14. This is Jesus talking. The testator says, how be it? When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Look at verse 14. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine, I give you my own wholeness, my own well-being, my own prosperity, by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. The Holy Spirit is moving right now to open our eyes to our inheritance. Don't fight with Him. Just let, just let Him work in you. Don't fight with the Holy Spirit. He loves you. He's totally for you. Let Him, transform, let him have His way in your thinking. I've found that the, that the enemy and darkness are loud thoughts. They're, they're pesky. They're taunting thoughts. But the Holy Spirit, when he speaks to you, it's very peaceful. And it's very quiet. 
And if you're used to the noise of the enemy, you can miss what the Holy Spirit is saying. He's speaking to you right now, and he's asking you to come up, to take a step forward, and to take possession of your inheritance. Leave the past behind you and possess what Christ did for you. How are we doing online? Are you all right? We hope you're not doing your laundry. We hope you're not doing the dishes. Come on, set everything else aside. Fully participate in this service if you're joining us online and if you're here in the warehouse, right? The only time I use my phone if I'm in church is to take notes, look up verses, right? Write down what's going on. Don't be checking social media now. Hallelujah. So you see that, that Jesus is the testator. He says, my peace I give you. The Holy Spirit takes what belongs to him. He makes it known to us. The Holy Spirit will make real to you all that Christ did for you. If you'll let him. If you won't argue with him. If you won't cling to your religious tradition. The Holy Spirit will make real the finished work of Christ to you. Hallelujah. So who are the beneficiaries? We covered the testator. We've got the personal representative. The beneficiaries were not just us. Let's look at John 3.16. Who are the beneficiaries? How big is God's inheritance? A million dollars? A million point, 1.5? I'm being silly, right? It says, for God so loved the... That's every human being. How much money does every human being on planet Earth, how much money would that be for every human being on planet Earth to prosper? Well, I don't know. Last I heard, it was like six and a half billion people. I don't know what it is. That's an estimate, right? How much, how much money would it take to prosper every human being? You think God's got that? Do you think that's included in, in the inheritance of mankind? It doesn't even make a dent in what God has. I mean, that's like the change under his couch. That's the stuff behind the cushion. You know, that he didn't even, didn't even know he lost, right? <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. What? Here are the beneficiaries that whoever believes in him. If you believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, as Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, and you've confessed with your mouth Jesus is Lord, you are a beneficiary of the inheritance of God. That whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. So who are the beneficiaries? All those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But what if they don't go to my church? Or what if they don't dress the way I dress? And doesn't matter. It's all those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. What if they don't sing the same songs I sing? Doesn't matter. What if they don't eat the same food I eat? It doesn't matter. You don't have to be Italian to go to heaven. My grandpa would probably think so, but it's not true. Anyone who believes in him are the beneficiaries. Have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? If you haven't, now's your time. He's the one who loves you. He's the one who gave his life for you. He's the one who rose from the dead for you. He's the one who sent his personal representative. He did it for you. 
Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here we go. We're going to get into some good things here. You ready? Come on. Wake yourself up. Give a couple smacks on your cheek. Hallelujah. We'll be saying this next statement many times through this series. There are two realms of existence happening simultaneously. Or two planes, we said. P-L-A-N-E-S. Two levels of existence. Two realms. I don't know how else to say it. That are happening simultaneously. The spirit realm and the natural realm. You've got to know that if you're going to possess your inheritance. Because your inheritance is in the spirit realm. All right? That's where it's at. The natural realm can be detected with the five senses. All right? I can feel the softness of this uh, garment I'm wearing. Right? I can feel that this is hard, a little cold, because it's metal. Right? I can tell I haven't shaven if I do this. Right? That's a five senses, natural. Spirit realm, very different. Your inheritance is in the spirit realm. And the only way to accurately see and experience your inheritance is through faith in the Word of God. It's the only way. You can experience a little bit, a little bit, because God's grace is just flowing powerfully in the earth. But if you want to consistently walk in it, the fullness of it, the only way is by Taking what God has said, putting your faith in it, and acting on it. This is where the challenge comes. Because we want to go by our five senses. Now stay with me. This is not a new age teaching. This is simple Bible. All right? Uh, many years ago, I think maybe before our kids were born, um, we, got, we got a copy of Noah Webster's 1828. What year is it? 1828? The first dictionary he ever made. American. American Dictionary, thank you. In 1828, and I looked up the word faith. And very powerful. I like to do etymologies on words. I like to see where they came from. And as I looked at the word faith in, in Noah Webster's dictionary, he t- talks about the etymology of it. And you know the word faith actually comes from a, a word meaning a rope or a cable. In other words, your inheritance is in the realm of the Spirit. It's not way up in heaven somewhere. It's right here. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. It's not far from you. Romans 10 says that it's not far from you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That's what we're telling you, okay? All right? But it's in the realm of the Spirit, faith like a rope or a cable. So when I believe that by His stripes I have been healed, and I meditate on that, regardless of what my five senses are telling me, and I act on that, it's as if I'm taking a rope and releasing it into the realm of the Spirit and grabbing a hold of my healing and pulling it into the natural realm. This is what faith does. It doesn't make it. Jesus already gave it to you. It just grabs a hold of it and brings it into my personal experience. God provided salvation and wholeness for the whole world. Is everybody experiencing? Of course not. But when a person hears about it, 
meditates in it, believes it, and acts upon it, they will personally experience it. All right? You understand how this works. So your inheritance, your, your righteousness... So let's say, let's say prior to Christ, you know, you were bound in a particular type of sin. And now you've received Christ, and that sin is dogging you. It's telling you you're the same person you were before. That you'll never be free from this. What do I do? How is faith like a rope in that situation? Well, I read the Scriptures that Jesus became my sin on the cross, 2 Corinthians 5.21 and that I was made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I read Romans chapter 8, that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death, and I begin to believe that. For me? Yeah, for me. But, well, all the things I've done, it doesn't matter. God's love for you, God's provision for you is greater than a, a billion of your worst sins. You can't, there's not a sin bad enough to overcome the grace of God. Where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So you think of your worst sin, grace just blows it right out of the water. It just wipes it right out. I know this hasn't been preached enough, but you're going to hear it here. It's time for you to be free from sin. It has no hold on you. So I, be, I read the Word of God. I believe it. And as I believe it, I stop listening to those condemning thoughts. What am I doing? I'm grabbing a hold of my inheritance. I'm grabbing a hold of the righteousness God provided for me, which is a spiritual reality, and I'm bringing it into my natural reality. And I begin to say, by the, I begin to say, uh, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The law of the Spirit of life has set me free, right in the face of temptation. My flesh telling me I've got to do it again. I've got to do it again. No, the law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God in Christ Jesus. And if I'll just stay with that. The, the, that will manifest in me and that will sin will completely lose its power over you. Yes. Completely. This is the way to walk in victory over sin. By hearing what God has done, meditating in it, believing it, and acting on it. The power of the righteousness that's in you will rise to the surface when you learn who you are in Christ. And sin will not be a problem for you anymore. This is the gospel. Hello. Now, we're all familiar with the natural realm, right? Five senses. We all, we, we've, we've, we're really schooled in that. You don't have to really do anything to be schooled in that. We just know if I can't taste, touch, hear it, smell it, you know, I, I'm not going to believe it. Well, we weren't created that way. That happened after the fall. I want you to hear me. This is maybe one of the most important things you ever hear in your life. There are two types of knowledge. There is sense knowledge, which comes to us through our five senses. But there is revelation knowledge, which comes to us by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. We were made to live by revelation knowledge. 
And this is a source of great contention among believers because so many believers are living by their senses. Paul called that carnal believers, fleshly. They live by what their five senses tell them. And man, you will just be just at odds with someone who's walking in the Spirit. Because someone who's walking in the Spirit is not living by what their senses are telling them. They're living by the revelation the Holy Spirit has given them through the Word of God. You've got to understand this. And I, it's just been interesting over the years watching this tension between carnal believers and spiritual believers. Spiritually minded is how the Scripture says it. Carnally minded or spiritually minded. So a carnally minded believer is all about the news. What the news my five senses are telling me, the news of what man is saying, or what's going on around me, what the circumstances I'm in are telling me. The spiritual believer is all about what God said. Very different. I've had circumstances screaming at me, screaming loudly that it's over. But it didn't matter because I was going by what God said. You will find yourself in challenging situations in life if you haven't realized, if you're more than a day old, right? Just live long enough on this earth because we're in enemy territory. You'll find yourself in challenging circumstances. But the way to overcome them is through revelation knowledge. Faith in what God said instead of what my senses are telling me. Stay with me. Don't, don't tune me out. This is basic Bible. And we are going to get into this powerfully in this series. We already are. Right? In order to take possession of my inheritance in Christ, I must become spiritually minded. You cannot do it if you're carnal-minded. Impossible. You cannot experience the abundant life Christ came to give you if you're, if you're just going to go by your five senses. There is another realm. Do you know the natural realm didn't come first? Right? Yep. Hebrews 11 says that everything in this natural realm came from the spirit realm. Do you know you weren't made to live by your five senses? That happened after the fall. And Christ came to restore us to, to spiritual people again instead of carnal people again. It's frustrating to be a carnal Christian. Things will frustrate you. You'll get mad at people who are positive and talking about what God's done in their lives. And you'll say, what about me? I They don't know. They don't understand. I'm not going to believe what they believe. And that's a false doctrine. They're a false preacher. That's not true. I know because my great aunt so-and-so, she, she went through this. And, I... and that's how carnal Christians get. They get mad when you start talking about the victory of Jesus Christ because they don't understand that there's a spirit realm and this reality in the spirit realm hasn't become real to them yet because they're thinking carnally. They're, they're sense knowledge people, sense knowledge Christians. We want you to be revelation knowledge Christians, spiritually minded people. Now, that takes a determination to focus on what God has said. It's like not when you're born again, you don't become spiritually minded. You have to renew your mind. 
right? Remember, there are three parts to us. Spirit, in here. Soul, your mind, your emotions. And, and, and your body, your, what you're wearing right now. Our earth suit. That's really all this is, right? It's mortal now, but we weren't created with a mortal body. Remember back in, in, in Genesis, God was made to be immortal. It's when he separated himself from God that, that his body became mortal. Right? Now, you know your spirit is immortal and your soul, right? Even if you don't receive Christ, it's going to go on forever. It's just a question of where it's going to go on forever, right? And the quality of, the quality of its existence, right? Apart from Christ, I can't even imagine the horrors of that for all of eternity. The Bible calls it hell. That's exactly what it is. And you haven't been through hell on earth. I hear people say that, boy, they have no idea what they're talking about. I don't care what you've been through. It's not even close to hell. It's not even close to hell. Hell has not broken loose in your life. Don't ever say that. That's foolishness. We've been through some things, but nothing like an eternity separated from God. Unimaginable horror where demons have their way with you. Uh Uh-uh. Hallelujah. So we're talking about your spirit. When you receive Christ, you must choose to renew your mind to the fullness of the gospel. And I guarantee you there'll be things you hear, maybe you're hearing them today, that will be contrary to what you've previously believed. And it will challenge you, and you've got to say, am I just going to shut the door to what I've just heard? Or am I going to get in the Scriptures and, and study this out and renew my mind and realize what Christ did for me? Okay? We do not live by our experience. We live by what God has said. That is the difference between being spiritually minded and carnally minded. Revelation knowledge Uh, sense knowledge. Hear me. So good. Revelation knowledge people talk mostly about who Jesus is, what He's done for them, and who they are in Him. Sense knowledge people talk mostly about what they're going through. So you'll meet a, a revelation knowledge person, you'll think they haven't been through anything. And you'll think, oh, they just, they have it, they, they have it so good, they just, but that ain't the case at all. It's just they talk about what God has done, what God has said. They don't talk about troubles or their challenges, except to give glory to God for it. <laughs> Sense knowledge people, it's all about what I'm going through now and how hard it is and oh boy, what I've been through. That's, that's the flesh. The flesh will beat you up. We take authority over that by believing what God said. This is how you keep your flesh under, by renewing your mind and saying what God has said. We doing all right? Woo! I feel the pain, people. I hear you. I know this hurts. All right. Let's read some of the list of the assets and valuables that our testator, Jesus, has given us. Can we do that? Then we'll close. All right? Okay. Let's start in John chapter 1. Because if you don't hear these things, what are you going to take possession of? This is not like a ooh-rah-rah, you know, let's be positive people message. Uh Uh-uh. This is about a reality that is right in front of you. 
but you won't possess it until you hear about it, believe it, and act on it. This is not a fairy tale. This is not a New Age philosophy. This is not a religious doctrine. This is a finished work of Christ. John chapter 1, are you ready? Can you handle this? Sure you can. You're made for it. You're made for this. John 1 verse 10. He was in the world. Who's he? Yeah, our testator, right? He was in the world. The world was made by him. Hello. And the world knew him not. How is that possible? That you could not know the one who made you. Sense knowledge. Carnality. Right? Ignorant of the realm of the Spirit. The world knew him not. He came unto his own. His own received him not. How can you not receive perfect love? Carnal-minded. Carnal-minded. Carnal-minded people fight. Carnal-minded people get offended. Carnal-minded people have always got another issue. Not spirit-minded people. All is well with us. All is well. You ask me tomorrow, all is well. Ask me next year, all is well. Why? Because Christ got me. He's my shield, right? Verse 12, listen to this. Can you handle this one? But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. (laughs) Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood. Here's a spiritual reality now. Okay? Not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We're born of God now. You can trace your family tree if you want to, but here it is. Don't have to pay. I know subscription necessary. It's all in here. Abraham was your father. Why was he your father? He lived before the old covenant. He lived by faith. Read Romans. He just believed God. There were no Ten Commandments in Abraham's day. God spoke to him. He believed and he acted on it. That's, he's the father of our faith. That's your family tree. Jesus is your elder brother. You become a co-heir with him. Right? Let's read another one. John 10.10. 10. I loved John 1.12. You become the sons of God. Let's read John 10.10. 10. You'll hear this a lot at Highway. It's one of the most comprehensive statements of Jesus in terms of just capsulizing the gospel. John 10.10. He says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. What's he trying to steal from you? Your inheritance. Your healing. Your righteousness. Now, he can't take those away, but he can try and keep you from experiencing them. Right? That's how he steals. So we see right away Jesus is opening our spiritual eyes to the reality there's a thief in the earth. Right? Jesus said Satan is the prince, the ruler of this world. So Paul said he's the God of this world. You've got to know what God has said if you're going to possess your inheritance because there are enemies in this world who are trying to keep you from possessing it. And I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about spirits of darkness. And sometimes, well, they work through people. <laughs> but people aren't the problem. It's the spirits behind what's going on. 
So Jesus said the thief, this is our testator talking, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they might have life and might have it abundantly. The Amplified says, I came that they might have and enjoy life. I mean, that'd be blasphemy in some religious circles. You're not supposed to enjoy life. You're supposed to be cranky and, and, and not dress well and be miserable. That's not the gospel. I came that they might have and enjoy life. That's your inheritance to enjoy life. <laughs> Don't you love Jesus? Woo, he sets you free. And have it in abundance to the full. Enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. I want to read another translation. I want you to get this. This is fresh, hot Jesus right here. This is the bread of life talking. I came that they can have real and eternal life. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. What's God want for you? More and better. Easy answer. More and better than what you have now. A whole lot more and a whole lot better than what you have now. That's your inheritance. What's my inheritance? A whole lot more and a whole lot better than what I currently have. Whole lot more, whole lot better. Abundantly more and abundantly better. How is my life improving? It's getting abundantly better. I'm getting abundantly more than what I have now. Abundantly better. I'll read it to you out of another translation. The Living Bible. My purpose is to give life in all of its fullness. It's a testator talking. The New Living Translation. My purpose is to give them a rich... Uh-oh. I, I forgot we're not supposed to use that word in church. Sorry. Can you bleep that one out? That's a swear word to a lot of believers. But it's your inheritance to be rich. It is the inheritance of every believer to be rich. Christ became poor that we might be rich. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no sorrow to it. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just. We could go on scriptures all day about that. But we'll just let Jesus say it for himself. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. The Weiss New Testament. I alone came in order that they might be possessing life. It's taking possession. We're possessing our inheritance in 2022. And that they might be possessing it in super abundance. And see, when you read the Bible by the Holy Spirit, He will impart this to you because English just doesn't cut it. I'm just telling you. As you study this, this statement of Jesus in the English, it's like there are no words to describe the quality of life He's talking about. It's like the super abounding, off the charts, but the Holy Spirit will impart that. He'll, he'll enable you to understand things that English just can't cover or whatever your native tongue is. Because the reality of God is beyond our native tongue. We need to spiritually... How hard time getting this out. 
It's a spiritual understanding. You may not always be able to articulate the depths of it, but you'll know it in here. There are things I know in here that I can't always articulate here. That's why praying in the Spirit is so important. Hallelujah. The Phillips New Testament says, I came to bring them life and far more life than before. The Passion Translation, I have come to give you everything in abundance more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Now, I, I have uh, one, my main hard copy Bible that I read out of is the King James. I don't normally recommend it because the English is, is English we don't use anymore. New King James is good. Um, New American Standard, English Standard Version. But I reference regularly probably about, I don't know, 15 to 20 different translations. Why? Because you just, it opens your eyes. Because there are just things, the way things are worded in the King James, sometimes kind of, eh, that's not it. It's a, it's, a, it's a word we don't use anymore. We don't, I don't understand. I, didn't, I wasn't alive in King James' day. I don't speak like that. So, so you consult other translations and you start to see some things. Very powerful. Hallelujah. Let's just do a, do a few more. John 14, 12 through 14. This is our tester they're talking. So it, he, our inheritance is abundant life, more and better life than you've ever dreamed of. Our inheritance is being sons of God, walking in the power of God, walking in the life of God, born of God, His children, His sons, His daughters. John 14, 12 through 14. <coughs> Excuse me. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. There's that qualifier again. Who, who are the beneficiaries? Anyone who believes. The he who believes in me will do, uh, excuse me, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. Miracles are your inheritance. Miracles are your inheritance. Isn't it crazy that some would say miracles have passed away? They're saying their inheritance is no good. We are, we are those who do the things Jesus did and greater things than these. It's our inheritance. It's what we do. It's who we are. Verse 13, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. This is Jesus talking. Forget what so-and-so said and go with Jesus. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Wow, I love Jesus. Set you free, doesn't it? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, that's King James for already done, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, some will read this and say, well, see, they're spiritual blessings. They're not for us now. They're spiritual blessings. No, they're in the realm of the Spirit. A spiritual blessing is the only type of blessing. Every blessing is spiritual. It's in the realm of the Spirit. The New English translation says, in the heavenly realms in Christ. Whenever you see heavenly places, the Bible is talking about the realm of the Spirit. 
All right? It's saying, blessed be the God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all, spiritually bless, all spiritual blessings in the realm of the Spirit. Right, 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 right. And when we hear about them, we believe them, we wrap that rope around them, our, we, we pull them into our natural realm, our experience. Okay? So every blessing is spiritual. It's in the realm of the Spirit. Our inheritance is in the realm of the Spirit. You've got to hear about it. You've got to believe it and act on it. And as you do that, the, the reality of your inheritance manifests in the natural realm. Hallelujah. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Grace, God's riches at Christ's expense, and peace, untroubled, undisturbed well-being and prosperity, be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. You've got to know what he said. And of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us, here's our inheritance, everything <laughs> pertaining to life and godliness. If it has to do with life, it's yours. If it has to do with abundant life, he gave it to you. If it's good, it's from God. If it's bad, it's not. It's just that simple. He's the giver of every good and perfect gift. Is that in the Bible somewhere? Give you a hint. James, check it out. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Look at verse 4. For by these, his own glory, his own excellence, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. Why? So that by them you would experience them you would become partakers of the divine nature. Sounds like Jesus talking. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. This is our inheritance. Everything pertaining to life and godliness, all the promises of God manifest in our lives, divine nature doing the things Jesus did and greater things than these. And the last scripture that we'll close for today, Romans 8.32. The testator, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us a couple things every so often? Then why are you living that way if that's not what the Scripture says? Why do you think that way? Freely give us all things. Why would you think anywhere else? Why would you think that's too big for God to give it to you? Freely give us all things. When, when you begin to realize what he's already given you, anything else you ask for is peanuts. It's, it's, it's done. You got it. Because he gave you his son. We need to magnify in our thinking what he's already done. And then the things we need, we'll realize, oh, okay, we got it. Right? Because this is just peanuts compared to, to what he's got and what he's already given us. Right? Man, we could go on for hours and hours and hours reading what the testator has said about our inheritance. But abundant life is your inheritance. More and better life than you've ever dreamed of. Everything pertaining to life and godliness. Every blessing is your inheritance. Every promise is your inheritance. Hallelujah. And in 2022, we are taking possession of all that Christ purchased for us through his body and blood. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for our inheritance. Holy Spirit, we need you. 
We need you to open our eyes. We are done with religious games and, and religious correctness. We're done with uh, all, what man says. We need you. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to, to illuminate our understanding with the light of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we, all the word that we've heard today, help us. Help us to see it, Lord, with the eyes of our heart. As we go over the scriptures that we heard today, as we go home, listen to this message and look at the scriptures and write them down and meditate in them, we're relying on you, Holy Spirit, to show us our inheritance to show us the reality of who we are, that we are your sons and daughters. You have given us the power to walk in this earth as your very own sons and daughters. Lord, that we would, in 2022, realize and begin walking in your calling upon our lives, that we'd realize and walk in, Lord God, our inheritance, that we'd realize and walk in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ that is in and for us who believe. It is time. This is the day you have made. This is the acceptable time to stand up and be sons and daughters of God who are spiritually minded, not carnally minded, who live by revelation knowledge, not sense knowledge. Help us, Holy Spirit, to do these very things. We're leaning on you and relying on your strength your power, your presence in us to move us forward. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.